I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to... Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. <clears throat> can I tell you something? Yeah, shoot. I, well, you can see. I don't have glasses on. I also don't have contacts in. This is the first episode I'm doing without eyes. Okay. How are we going to do this? I mean, I can see shit. I'm not, I'm not farsighted. You're farsighted not... is when you can't see far away. Nearsighted yeah. is when you can't see. Huh? Yeah, no, you're right. Farsighted is when you can't see far away. Is it? Yeah. And then nearsighted... No, is it? Now I'm questioning myself. I think I'm nearsighted, which means I can see near and I can't see far away. Is that right? If Sarah is listening to this podcast, she is screaming at the car. Sarah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you want me to text an eye doctor again? I got it. Nearsightedness (laughs) is a common vision condition in which near objects appear closer but objects farther away look blurry. So I'm nearsighted, that's right. So I was right, I'm not farsighted. I just got the definition of farsighted wrong. Yeah. I'm nearsighted, so I can see everything here, but Otis looks like a little white, black and tan blob over there. Gotcha. So this will be fine. Yeah, it'll be great. Everything's fine. Because I have like 12 pairs of glasses and I forgot to just throw a pair on my face. It's okay. We'll do it without eyes. Um, I have to bring something up after we talked about Oppenheimer last week. I I made a note. Tell your joke. Okay. This was a joke that was swimming around my head. You know what happened? I lost the first sheet of my notes. When uh, I write notes, when we uh, watch these things, and I made a funny joke, just jotted it down, and I feel like I'm over-explaining it, so now it's not going to be funny, but... (laughs) As you know, we love John Mulaney on this podcast, and the only thing that went through my mind while watching Oppenheimer was his joke about them pitching uh, Back to the Future, and Marty's friend is, you know, a 50-year-old disgraced nuclear physicist. That's what swam through my mind. Oh. Christina already knew. I texted her immediately that day and was like, yeah, damn it, I forgot to make the joke. That's okay. Well, that's what I said I would remind you. I, I even wrote it down. I said I would remind you. I don't I don't break my promises unless I forget them, you know? So as long as I write all my promises down, I won't forget I won't break them because I won't forget them. Um I have another question for you. Sure? Because I cannot remember who I was talking to speaking of not remembering things, I cannot remember who I was talking to and what the context was. But were we the ones talking about glass half full and what beverage we imagined the glass is? Okay, okay, okay. Because that happened in the movie that we're going to talk about today. And I turned to Nick and I was like, was it you that I was talking about I envisioned milk in glass half full? Oh my God, he probably thought you were crazy. (laughs) He did. He was like, what? It was me. It was you. You You on the podcast. Yes. Yes, yeah. What were we talking about? I don't remember, but I know I listened to the episode because it's me and I listened to it. It's a Wonderful Life. Was it It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, it might have been. Yeah. It might have been because you you had just said milk. And and I said, I, I said it's so interesting because I've never heard anybody say milk. I just always assumed it was water. Mm-hmm. And in and this case, said, it was beer. Yeah, and then, and then I said... Um, if anybody thinks it's orange juice, let us know. That was the conversation. Coming back. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. That's all I got to say. <clears throat> That's enough okay, before so, we get in trouble. Good. Yeah, before Celine come in, comes out from Canada. Before Celine comes out from Canada and axes us. That's it. Yeah. Um, and everybody listening to this is probably having deja vu because we already had this conversation on this podcast. And speaking of deja vu, today we are going to talk about Groundhog Day. 
may I just stop you for one second and say that the Instagram account that you should all be following, that I follow religiously, is called Bitch Be With You. Oh, yeah. And she is making a concerted effort for a cause that I really stand by, which is to have Spice World on a streaming service because I love the movie Spice World, and that is technically, actually, that is not technically, that is how I learned what Deja Vu was. Do you remember that joke in Spice World? No. It's like, are they finding the cure for Deja Vu? Then <laughs> then they do, they say it again. Like, they, it hap- the se- same scene happens twice. Okay. So. Wait, where is this stuff on their... It's on their Instagram page, or it's like a... Yeah, because they keep reposting clips from Spice World and saying, can someone at Netflix put this on your streaming service? Okay. I'll have to find it for you. All right. We'll put it in the... We'll put it in our story, and then we'll share it with people. Yeah. Spread the spread the cause. Oh, um, this is interesting. I... Just got an advertisement for a bug's life in this article that I <laughs> Silly rabbits, don't they already know that we watch a bug's life? Do you think? Do you think they figured it out? <laughs> um okay, so we can support we can support that. Thank you. And then when as soon as it comes on there, we'll do it on the podcast. Heck yes. Love that. Write it. You've heard it here first. Everyone tweet or x do people say x now instead of tweet no. i haven't been on twitter in a really long honestly time. well when i look at it on my phone it says x and then in parentheses it says formerly twitter so like they, they can't they can't really like out it yet stoop you know what i'm saying stoop not what i'm cooking stoop anyway stoop stoop stupid it's so stupid um i like that one <laughs> that's a lot of fun i'll have a lot of fun with that one Thank what you. saying stoop yeah oh yeah, like Stoop Kid Afraid of Leaving Stoop. That's, I used to just say That's Stoopy. a direct reference to Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to say Stoopy. That's Stoopy. That's Stoopy. It's stupid. All right, I don't know why we're doing sound this. sound like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, we sound Stoop. All right, uh, so how can you watch uh, Groundhog Day? Because it is uh, Groundhog Day. Do you think Puxatani stuck his head out yet? I don't know. Well, it's seven. It's seven twenty. So he probably did. All right. Tell tell the people how to watch this. I will uh, look up Pox Pox Phil twenty twenty four. Right. So Groundhog Day, um, the movie starring Bill Murray, rated PG. I watched it on Amazon. I paid for Same. this. Same. Same. Yeah. And so some of you are like, "Why are you?" Um, there's oh, so so it's also available on. AMC Plus, I think, is a subscription subscription service because then you have like Sling TV and Roku, and they say like premium subscription. So I'm assuming it's attached to the AMC Plus subscription. You can also watch it on Google Play and Apple TV and Vudu for three ninety nine as well. Yeah. Um, but it's three fifty nine on Amazon Prime. Save those forty cents. Yeah, I uh, watch it on Amazon Prime as well. Okay, so as of seven twenty one on Friday morning. Wow, we're really doing this in real time. Uh, Puxatani Phil has not seen his shadow, and nor do I want to go on the live stream. So we will keep an eye on that for another, by the end of the episode, we'll check. How long does he get to see his shadow? No, they haven't taken him out yet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they gotta wait till the sun rises before they do that, and the sun's just barely coming up right now. So we may have an answer by the end of this episode. Yeah. And the main reason that we're doing this, I pitched this to Danielle because I said... We're going to record on Groundhog Day. Yeah, because we so always we, record Friday morning. Well, I didn't I didn't know we were going to do that, but our episode is supposed to come out today, Groundhog Day. So I said we should we should just watch Groundhog Day. You might as and well. now we're recording Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day to be released on Groundhog Day. So on Arbor Day, will we watch a movie called Arbor Day? Is there, there an Arbor Day Arbor movie? Day? I don't know. We'll have to look that up. We can find one. We'll do all the holidays. We're big on holidays. Big holidays. Even the little ones. I'm also saying it multiple times because I know last episode I was calling it Groundhog's Day. And it is Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. But does the day belong to the groundhog 
and which would make it a possessive, which would give it an apostrophe S. I don't know. Groundhog's because, Day. Like Valentine's Day. Mm. Groundhog's Day, right? So the day belongs to the groundhog because that's why we celebrate it. So therefore, should it be Groundhog's Day? Question mark. Mm. Apostrophe S. Yeah. Good. All, all, all good uh, grammar questions. Thank you. That's mm. what I'm here. That's why they pay me the big also i will note that there are technically two groundhogs there's puxatani phil and then there's like a, another like off-brand puxatani phil there's an, an off-brand <laughs> there's an imposter phil i don't know what they call him but i know that they there are two different towns that pull a groundhog out of uh, a tree stump and see if it sees its shadow well what if what if one groundhog sees it and one groundhog doesn't? Does that mean like that side of the country has a long winter and the other one doesn't? I honestly think they're closer than you would think. Oh, they're okay. So they're not like on either side of the country. No, it's not like California has their like, I don't know, SoCal Sally that they pull oh. out. <laughs> they oh, pull wow. out of, uh, I don't know, what's a California thing? No, that makes sense. Pull it, oh, pull it out of, I don't know, the sand? Yeah, right. What is... I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think California gives a shit if we have a long winter because I don't think they got one of... season. They they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. So South doesn't care. It's it's us. It is us who do, who do it. Yeah. Maybe they like a Midwest. Be... What about like um? I could see that. A Midwest Matilda. A Midwest muskrat that they pull out of muskrat. It's gotta be a groundhog. So too. It's Muskrat's Day. Oh my god. It happens in March. <laughs> it happens in March. <laughs> to tell us if to tell us if it's still gonna be a long winter. Uh, all right. Anyway, all right, we've it. gotten on far too long. <laughs> I just want to I so this is my thing. <clears throat> I'm saying this to you, and I'm advising that our readers, our readers, Lord have mercy, our listeners take Take this advice. Find someone close to you. You're close to me. I want to make a pact with you. That if either one of us is in a time loop. You got to put your hands in. My hands are in. Yeah, this is a pact. All right, break. Oh, team. If either of, the, if either of us is in a time loop. Yeah. You will automatically believe the other person. Okay. That... Even if you have to keep telling them every day. That's going to be great when I am 95 years old and ha- and riddled with Alzheimer's. I'm going to look at you and be like, you know, I'm in a time loop, Christina. And you're going to oh. be like, oh, no. Oh, no. It has to be a real one. <laughs> okay. Because <clears throat> I watched this with Dave and the two of us were just like him more than me. He was like, I think I would lose my mind. Same day every day? Yeah. No consequences. You do whatever you want. Yeah, but that's got to get old real quick. You it know does. what I'm saying? It does. This is not our first time loop movie because we've also watched Palm Springs on this podcast. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. You ready? Yes, I'm ready for a summary. All right. Phil the Weatherman, not to be confused with Phil the Groundhog. Fuxitani? 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 What's it called? Puxitani. 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 That's Puxitani. that's Puxitani. offensive to the people of Puxitani, and we apologize. Puxitani. Apologies. Puxitani. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, Phil the Weatherman is reporting in Puxitani, Pennsylvania for Groundhog Day. Bill gets stuck in a time loop on Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day, reliving the day over and over and over. Through it, he experiences a variety of emotions from misery to taking advantage of his surroundings without punishment to feeling sorry for himself. These things happen for now. So let's get into our characters. First off, I want to say that this movie is from the tender age of 1993. We got Phil, played by Bill Murray. He's a Pittsburgh weatherman with an ego and a sour attitude, as most of our leading men were back in 1993. His producer is Rita, played by Andy McDowell. Um, 
Okay, she's the stereotypical love interest. She's kind-hearted and a big dreamer. Then we have our cameraman, Larry, played by Chris Elliott, who is a vet on this podcast. He played Roland in Schitt's Creek. That's that guy. And then, I, you know, everyone else is kind of like a, a side character, but there is another vet on this podcast. Did you spot him? Was it Ned? No, who, who what was Ned in? I don't know. Steven Toblowski. Um, I might have seen him in something that I watched not for the podcast. He's he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he is. He's just in a lot. But no. there's that, like, young couple getting married in the diner. Whoa. Do you, okay. Do you remember them? Do you remember the, the guy's face? Their name was yeah. Debbie and Fred. Do you remember Fred's face? No, not enough. Fred is Michael Shannon. He was a vet. He was on Knives Out. He's, like, a well-known actor. Oh, yeah. Okay, wow. He's young. Young in this movie. I didn't put that together at all. I saw him, and I'm like, hey, that's that guy. And Nick's like, yeah, that is. And he said, knives out. I was like, ha-ha. I can say it on here, then. (laughs) All right. I didn't, wow. That's kind of, like, blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, very young. 1993. A long time ago. All right, so originally stuck in the time loop, Phil abuses his power. He throws his efforts into sleeping with Rita, and then he discovers that if he wants to sleep with Rita, he needs to really get to know her and do good and do good deeds for the town. While while he is in the process of doing that, he really gets to know and care for the people of Puxatani and really cares for Rita. And while he's and at and with that, he stops trying to sleep with her and tries to really and gets to really fall for her, and that comes with a big change of heart from him. That's basically all I got. Yeah, I so I just wrote after Phil's actions totally change, he begins to have his reality back. He falls in love with Rita and they live happily ever after after the time loop is broken. Yeah, which is just be be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Be a good person. Person. <laughs> and don't Sorry. be a bad person because maybe you'll get stuck in a time loop. Yeah. Uh-uh. 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 So, I have, before we go into <clears throat> our segments, yeah. I have a surprise for you. Oh, no. What? I don't know why I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? <laughs> well, the thing is, I wanted to know <clears throat> how long was... He really stuck in this time warp, right? Ah, okay. Time warp, time loop. Um, and so I was trying to figure out, like, how many days, because there's no, like, day one, day two, right? Mm-hmm. And so it starts, like, where you get the full days, um, and then some of them just, like, start to happen really, really fast, and you only see bits and pieces of them. Yeah. So if you're trying to figure out, like, how long he's actually been there, it can be a little challenging. So, <clears throat> I believe the article is this one. I opened the wrong one. But, I, oh, so the other thing that we talked about was, while this is loading, it's taking fucking forever to load, sorry. Um, the earliest example of the time loop appears to be in the 1933 feature film, Turn Back the Clock. And I'm reading this from... Uh, GameRant.com because I was trying to figure out Danielle and I were talking before this if Groundhog Day was the OG apparently it's not but um, in this particular article it breaks down um, the timeline okay so on February 2nd Groundhog Day 2011 former editor and COO of What Culture Simon Gallagher wrote a more in deep article analyzing Groundhog Day's events Um, and pieced together his own timeline. Gallagher was much more scrutinizing about Phil Connors' talents, so all the things that he learned. So that's what's being taken into consideration here. Mm -hmm. Estimating that it likely took closer to seven and a half years for him to become an exceptional pianist, between seven to ten years for him to learn to sculpt ice, and roughly 12 years to become fluent in French. Um... Factoring all, factoring all of the days of the film, the days shown and the days mentioned, Gallagher's uh, research. Gallagher reached his ultimate conclusion 
Bill Connors was stuck in the time loop for 12,395 days. That's 33 years and 350 days. Damn, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. That is longer than I've been alive. Yeah, and so he says that's a far shout from the eight years figure banded um, that somebody else wrote. So it was kind of like challenged based on all the different things that you see him learn. Mm. Like, obviously, that stuff didn't happen overnight because no. he's evolving, but everybody else around him isn't. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was a fun little thing because in case anybody was wondering. That has to be really interesting, though. Like, think about you just taking a pause on your life for 33 years to just kind of, like, learn all of these things. I mean, you do need to relive the same day over and over and over again, but you have ample opportunities to become an expert in something, and then you never age. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, because he never does. No, never ages. But neither does everybody around him. Exactly. Well, yeah. All right. So uh, what did IMDb rate this? This I was surprised at how high it was. Yeah. Same. I mean, I like this movie, but uh, so IMDb gave it an it was uh, an 8.0 out of 10. A Metacritic, the meta score was a 72 and the user score was an 8.5. The critics gave this movie 94% and the audience gave it an 88%. Okay. So I picked a review that's an eight out of ten. Um, I liked the way this. I liked the comparison that this person did. Okay. Um, it's called Beauty and the Murray. So, um, for all intents and for all intents and purpose, I'm gonna help this person out. For all intents and purposes, um, Bill Murray plays the role of the Beast in a time looped reprisal, reprisal, yeah, reprisal, reprisal, yeah, of Beauty and the Beast. I fancy, however, I fancy, however, had the beast in the original tale had a potentially perpetual number of goes at winning the girl over and he had access to Rofanol, the story would be anything but a fairy tale. Fortunately, that isn't the case here as Bill Murray is equipped with a, with a, with a store of innovative hilarious with a tool store of innovative, hilarious, wacky, and inspiring methods to win the girl over. There are plenty of valuable takeaways, not the least a caustic appraisal of the modern world and how it can affect us, but let's not get too serious. Few people have ever had the ability to pull stuff off like this and for it to remain as interesting and as fresh as the day it was released makes Bill Murray one of those few people. Okay. I did not think this was a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, but I guess I can sort of see that relation. I never thought of it that way either, but I, no. I it was interesting to me because he, he does act like he has like beastie qualities. Yeah. I mean, it's just that person he's... Used too many big words to get their point across, but I can appreciate the comparison. He's a jerk. He's he's a jerk in the beginning of this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Oh no, I'm saying the 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 um the writer of this of this review just just no the words. writer of this review is not a jerk. Yes, he did use way too many big words. We'll we'll forgive him for that. Okay, so I have a four and a half out of five star review. Only okay. Bill Murray could have handled the mad concept of Groundhog Day as well as he did. The brilliant concept and theories behind the film drive the force of the picture murray's dry sarcastic wit and deadpan delivery perfectly counteracts the puxatani residents who flit with small town comedic absent-mindedness andy mcdowell meanwhile perfectly counteracts murray's dryness with warm optimism and brilliant capabilities in her delivery uh the soundtrack is also great but really makes me never want to hear I Got You Babe ever again. The film serves as a great satire for the 9 to 5 grind and wanting to escape from the grinding for the from the grind of working life. A film to watch again and again and again and again and again and again and get it. I get it. I get it. I see what they did. 
All right, so let's get into our highs and lows. Give me your highs, Christina. I love, I, I mean, I can appreciate a comedy with undertones of a rom-com. Because yeah. I don't think this is a rom-com. I think it's just like a comedy. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely a romantic comedy element to it. And I, I, I like that. I like that setup. I thought Chris Elliott was a great supporting actor in this. I agree. I, he's, I just think he's really good. Um, and it was interesting to see him play like a normal person mm-hmm. <laughs> because he doesn't always play a normal person. No, he doesn't. I mean, he still has, vi- this man always gets typecasted. Like even at the um, the final scene when they're like auctioning off the guys and he gets bought for like two bits. <laughs> oh, I forgot to write that. Oh God, you're right. That's good. Yeah. Um, what else do I have here? I thought the comedy was fantastic. Yeah, that's basically what I, I was trying to think. Um, yeah, no, that, the, the, the jokes, it's like, it's usually I feel like everything from this era has like, like zinger after zinger after zinger. This didn't, but it was still funny. Yeah, I thought that a high point for me was the, um, Ned the Head coming in and being like, right, 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 right. Like, just being so over the top and so annoying. And then you get to the day where he just punches him in the face. Oh, God. So funny. So funny. I thought the comedy writers did a good job with, like, playing with how Bill Murray changed every single day. Also, like, the guy um, that he meets on the stairs, like, going to see the groundhog. And then the one day, no, and he just kisses him on like both cheeks like th- there was a great evolution to the comedy where it's not the same thing over and over again and it's fun I thought Bill Murray knocked it out of the park with this oh yeah oh yeah he was and I don't I really don't know if I could think of anybody who could play who could do this better than Bill Murray yeah because like he I, does I, he does have such like a dry sense of humor he does, but he can also be very goofy. He can. And I think it's really hard to do both. Is this where I drop the Bill Murray anecdote that I know? Sure. Okay. So, um, fun fact about my dad. This is actually a story for my dad. And if you know my dad, it, this will make it even better. And if my dad has actually listened to it, hi, dad. I know uh, your dad. So, for a point in time, my dad was a stuntman. Do you know that? What? <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah, my I don't dad was think so. My dad was a stuntman. Um and the one movie that he worked on was Quick Change with Bill Murray. Quick Change? Did he meet Bill Murray? So here's the story. So <gasps> I'm sorry. Here's the Bill Murray story. Because <sighs> if you look on the internet, there are so many Bill Murray stories about how great of a person he is. And I have firsthand knowledge that, or firsthand account that, yes, that is very true. Apparently, all of the guys were drinking on set or, like, you know, at the com- common area, whatever. And all the stunt guys are there. And Bill Murray walks up and he goes, this guy, this, oh, no, 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 they were at a bar. They were at a bar. And Bill Murray walks in and he goes, these guys, these guys, they all drink on me. They all drink on me. And everyone starts cheering like, ah, yay, Bill Murray, great guy. Yeah. Bill Murray walks away. The bartender starts laughing. And my dad's like, why are you laughing? He's like, drinks are free. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. So it's like even in... in it's just... It, it, I don't oh, know. It's not acting for Bill Murray. This is just how this man is. <laughs> yeah. That... Oh, that's fantastic. Is that... Oh, is that your IRL story? No, I have more IRLs, but that's... Okay. I didn't even write this in my notes. It's just something... It's a story I know very well. My dad tells it a lot. Okay. If you couldn't tell... If you, if you know anything about me, tell my stories over and over and over and over again and i get that from my parents maybe you and i live in our own we live in our own time loop where we just tell our stories over and over again (laughs) but some people must live it in me with it live it live in it with me because every time i tell a story again dave's like you told me this so many times yeah well maybe he's in the time warp and i'm not we're married so guess what 
you get to hear it over and over and over, and over again. <laughs> Dave doesn't tell his stories over and over again? Hmm. hmm. Everyone's while. I definitely do it more. Yeah. I will admit that. I will. But I don't think it's a fault. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a good story. Not um, talking about to that. I, uh... <laughs> I will also say that a big high from for me is I love a movie from this time period. I want to live in that bed and breakfast. That is what I want my future home to look like. He calls that one hotel like a flea bag. I thought it was such a pretty hotel. I just want to I just want to go there. Yeah, that bread that B&B is right up your alley. Oof. Oof. All right, do you have any do you have any more highs? Um, no, I mean, those are the couple of things that I wanted to focus on. Overall, I really did enjoy the movie. My lows are kind of smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have lows or no? I just say that this could have been an hour and a half, not an hour 58. It was? It was an hour 58. Oh, wow. I feel like that's strange for the early 90s. I feel like, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Could have been an well, hour and a half. I guess... The only the only way they could cut that down is if they took some of the loop out. Yeah. And if they took some of the loop out, they'd have to be really careful to make sure that they can still go through the character arc. Because as I was looking at other reviews, that was one of the thing that got what well, that was one of the things that got really high praise. Yeah. Like his whole character arc throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But I, I get it. They could have cut down some of the car chase scenes. That's what that's what. <laughs> Not the one where the stunt driver has a, like, puppet on his hand of the groundhog that they cannot cut down. No. That was great. And I love the ingenuity of, hey, you know, we're cutting to scenes of Bill Murray driving with, like, a groundhog on the wheel. Why don't we put uh, a a stuffed animal on the stunt driver's hand so that it looks like, and then this, like, this guy's, like, driving... Loved that. Loved that whole scene. Don't change anything about that. CGI would have ruined that scene. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Also, fun fact about uh, Bill Murray and the groundhog. Apparently, he got bit by the groundhog a couple times on this and had to, I think he had to get, like, a rabies shot. I believe that. Groundhogs are not cuddly, cuddly creatures. They're really not. I found this um, in, like, the IMDb, like, trivia section. Mm. I'll take it or leave it, but I thought it was interesting. Um, okay. So my my biggest low is whenever we do these things, the reason for the time loop and how it starts is always not explained. Yeah. It's very vague. And so I started to look it up, and I thought somewhere I fa- somebody said, like, his ex-girlfriend put a curse on him and i'm like that's not it no how can that be it did i miss something like now i'm thinking i'm going crazy because i don't remember that happening no i feel like if anything it's like obviously like you see him before he's just like not a great character he talks so much about how he hates going to puxatani every year and I think that's what really prompted it. It was the universe being like, ha we're going to stick you in your, the place you hate the least or hate the most. And I, and I was trying to figure out, like, what in there caused it. At first, I thought it was the, the homeless man when he turns around the corner and, mm. and like, that, like, sim- that, like, such a simple act of kindness couldn't be done. Mm-hmm. I thought that it might have been that. But I don't know. Also, a very sad part of the movie that he dies every single night and Bill Murray tries to save him. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Because he finally, like, wants to help him, right? Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah. So. Um, the other thing is, if you're a, if you're doing a morning bit on the news, you're not waking up at 6 a.m. You're probably waking up at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it, for the movie, they ha- had him get up every day at six a.m. I feel like three a.m. would just be too three a.m. You see him awake at three a.m. late into the night in this right. movie. Well, actually, I don't know. Three a.m. might be might make a little bit more sense because three a.m. is like the bewitching hour. Did your parents ever tell you that? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think it would have had an interesting twist if it was 3 a.m. Yeah, if he is doing a bit on the news, for example, it is now 7.47, and we still don't know what Puxatani Phil's uh, shadow is, but... But... No, we're just still getting predictions and not... uh... We're getting forecasts. We don't have a... We're getting forecasts. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Okay, Groundhog Day 2024. Pugsatani Phil predicts an early spring. The world's Ooh. most famous, famous groundhog did not see his shadow. This is from People Magazine. All right, you heard it here first. So yeah, if he was waking up at 6 a.m., getting ready, meeting Ned dunking his foot in the water getting donuts and everything on time for this no yeah that's what i'm saying um also you saw it there i saw it on um abc4 i mean it's it's gonna be news all day it's it's never not news and part of me loves just the the hoopla around something so ridiculous the pomp and circumstance for something so made up because you know what i like a lot of things that are made (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't everybody loves things that are made up because everything is made up exactly right everything's made up and the points don't matter um all right so did you want to go into snack break or did you have no we can move right into it i oh i got something good for you tell me okay um i did like a like a working session with a couple of my friends like a few weeks ago but i was in the middle whole 30 and one of my friends couldn't make it, so she sent us treats. But I couldn't eat any of them because it was in Hall 30. And so I saved one. And she went to, have you heard of, um, what is it, any bunt cake? or? Oh, yeah. What the fuck is it called? You know what I'm talking I about. I know which one you're talking about, yeah. It's a bunt cake store. It's on 17, isn't it? In Paramus? Well, this one isn't. There's multiple. Any, any, anything, anyone, but anything, bunt cakes. It's something like that. Or is it nothing bunt cakes? I think it's nothing bunt cakes. Okay. Um. So there's a few different stores, and so she ordered um. Hot chocolate that came in a box of Joe, which I didn't even know you could do that. <clears throat> um. And then she ordered these miniature bunt cakes. Cute. Yeah, and so there was a lemon one, there was a white chocolate raspberry one, a red velvet one, and the one that I got was a double chocolate, because your girl loves chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate cake with chocolate chips, and they all had a little dollop of cream cheese icing. Yeah. So, you know, whole 30's over. Yeah. So you got to eat that? Yes. And I had it, it was in the freezer, so it was still, like, cold. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. It was really good. And then after that, because I decided to totally indulge, I had those Stroop waffles. Mm-hmm. I think I had about four of them. Those are so good. So no good. No shame. Whatever. <laughs> I have a hot take. I think I prefer cake when it's been in the freezer or in the fridge for a, a long time. And that like yeah. icing gets like all nice and cake. cold. Oh, I love that. Like my wedding cake. Like your wedding cake, yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love that. Um, I just, honestly, I put the cake in a little Ziploc bag and I just went, I'll see you in February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then last night I was like, ooh, you know what I have? Ooh. I did that dance. Nobody can see the dance that I did, but that's fine. It's best that only Danielle saw it. Um, what did you eat? I had dinner while I was watching this, and we whipped up a little shrimp, Brussels sprouts, and quinoa. Ooh. And then we drizzled all of that with, uh, have you ever had Trader Joe's Green Goddess dressing? Yes, it's very good. It's like the only dressing I can have on Whole30. It's very good. Yeah, so drizzled that on top of it, and it was delectable. Not as delectable as a mini bunt cake. Still pretty good. This is like the one time my snack break is like really good. (laughs) You're just coming off Whole30. You need it. Most of the time I'm like, I have a ladder bar. Yeah, I know. I think I've tried every single one at this point. (laughs) 
All right, um, so what was the expectation here? Oh, we've both seen this before, right? <laughs> no. You've never seen this? Mm-mm, neither did Nick. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen it in a really long time. And Dave was like, you've seen this movie so many times. And I was like, I really don't think I have. No, I think me neither. I've only seen it fully once and then like caught it. Okay, so millennials will understand this when back in the days when we had cable and if somebody was watching something and like you might catch like a third of a movie, mm-hmm. right? So parts like that. I mean, um, I think Gen Z gets it too because people do still have cable. Like I have cable. You do? Well, I have Hulu Live, but it's it mimics cable. But it's not... It's, pause and rewind. It's not the same. It is not, not no one knows the struggle of like not having the option to stream on another device instead of just like waiting on HBO to see what comes on next. Like, ooh, what do you think they're going to play next? Right, but not, but also not even that. It's like you can pause. Yeah, true. <laughs> and true. you can rewind. You can. Like those were not options. So like. And then, oh, watch- did you miss yeah. this movie? What if you just wanted to watch it on demand? Oh, I could do that. All right. Sounds great. Yeah. Right. But like before that, it was like, all right, I guess I'm watching the end of Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. The- that kind of thing. Um, so it's been a long time since I've seen it completely. And I obviously know the concept, but I was like, there's a couple of things that I forgot. So I forgot. I forgot how much of a dick he is, one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, I couldn't remember like the actual line or moment when things start to turn around mm-hmm. for him. I knew it was like him doing something that was good, but I couldn't remember because there were a couple of times where he had conversations with Rita and I was like, oh, this is it. And then it, it wasn't it. So I, I wasn't, I forgot where that was happening. So when I, it actually happened, I was like a little uh, surprised. Yeah. I forgot. Um, so I watched this when I was younger. I think it's the same thing. Like, I knew it was coming on TV, so I started watching it, and I was like, ah, I don't, I walked away. Like, I turned it off and probably, like, went to bed or something like that. I, because yeah. uh, that's what you used to do, because, <laughs> anyway. Um, it, it, it didn't hit for me when I was a younger kid, because this isn't a, a kid's movie. Like, this, yeah. and it's not even, like, an adult's movie that a kid would enjoy, so, um, I kept, so it didn't resonate this, watching it as an adult, I liked it a lot more, um, but I kept thinking of Palm Springs when I was watching this. Same. Same. Yeah. I was thinking of when they try to kill themselves multiple times, and she's like, it doesn't matter, we always end up back in the loop. Yeah. Yeah. All right, IRLs, I got two for you. Okay, hit me. One is, if I was stuck in a time loop, I would also be housing cake and donuts. Like, in one sitting, I would be doing that. Why not? You have no repercussions. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all the anything, nothing bunt cakes, all the mini cakes. All of them. Um, Why would they be mini at that that point? Valid point. Valid point. Um... So that was the biggest one. And then a little side one for both of us is I rem- I caught Rita saying that she was the product of 12 years of Catholic school. So we can uh, relate to her. That was mine. But also, I'd like to pose this question. Um, what day would you never want to get stuck in a time loop? Like what day of the week? What day? What season of the month? No, what-, what day that has happened to you? Like... Would you like, oh, God, I hope that this would be, like, the worst possible thing. All right, I got one. The day I got stuck in uh, the Chicago O'Hare airport. (laughs) That day. (laughs) That felt like a time loop, honestly. I remember. I would never want to go back there. I don't need to. I was crying in the Dunkin' Donuts line that took two and a half hours. I don't need to go back there. Oh, God, I remember that. on a, looking back cathartic but it was a cathartic moment for me and i appreciate it but i never want to go back to that time for me i think it was the time i mean i could i have a few but the first one that popped into my head when i thought to ask you this question was my senior year of high school 
when I was in that photography class and I lost the camera, but I didn't actually lose the camera. I put the camera on top of my locker because I had to run. Because so, okay, Danielle and I went to the same high school. I think if you've been longtime listeners, you already know this. Some of the lockers were in the homeroom. Mm -hmm. And so I had escaped every single year of not having my locker in a homeroom. I'm not going to say his name. Okay. Okay. Um, because he did me dirty. So I'm not going to say who it was, but there, I had a, a home. I was in a classroom. I was in a homeroom and my locker was in the homeroom and it was a pain in the ass really, because if you're going in between classes, it's like, you got to go in and like not disturb the class and everybody immediately gets upset with you because like you're disturbing the class, but like you got to get something from your locker whatever yeah otherwise you got to carry 12 textbooks with you until you until there's a everybody has a free period and you can just go so it's a whole thing so to not disturb i put the camera on top of my locker and figured i would come back when it was free and grab it or shove it in my locker because i didn't want to make a lot of noise and the camera was gone and I was like, I swear to you, I put it here. I don't know where it was. Yeah. And I went to my homeroom teacher and I said, um, I can't find... Well, first I went to the, the photography teacher and like explained the situation, Yeah. right? And I said, this is where I put it. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not sure what to do. I will backtrack all of my steps. So I did. And she said, well, why don't you do that first? So I went to my homeroom and I went to my homeroom teacher and I said, I put my camera up here and... I didn't want to disturb your class. So I, you know, was going to come back and grab it and it's gone. I think somebody took it. And he was like, well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. And he lied to me because I got called in to the principal's office for the camera where I got reamed for like 20 minutes, but it felt like three hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And he brought the camera to the principal. And so when I said, where is the camera? Cause I don't know where it is. I mean, I'm in a, pa- the whole fucking day. I'm yeah. in just a pure panic. Yeah. Right. Because the anxiety. At, at, it's, it's a film camera and. It was an expensive camera. It probably cost you what? Like $700? Maybe. $800 maybe? Yeah. Yeah. More than my part-time job was willing to give me. Exactly. To- Right, to reimburse it. So I was in a panic. I thought I did the right thing. I obviously didn't do the right thing. And then I just sat there and had to get yelled at. And when I attempted to stick up for myself, I got yelled at even more. That's annoying. Was this a math teacher? Yeah. Okay, I know exactly which one. It sure was. It sure was. Process process of elimination tells me I know what teacher it was. Of elimination. (laughs) There were not many male teachers in our high school. There were not. And so when I asked him, I said, like, um, do you know where my camera is? Instead of saying, you left it here and I brought it to the principal. So now you have to go talk to her. He just said, no, I haven't seen it. I have no idea. And to this day, I cannot, as a teacher now, to this day, I cannot figure out why this man lied to me. Yeah. And then I just got ripped it. I reamed a new one. And then I was like, but I would just like to say, I tried to do the right and then it was like, how dare you try to do the right thing and do it wrong? I was like, all right, forget it. I'm just here for the ride. What I was what was the like, po- what what was the point of them yelling at you? Was to like, teach me a lesson to teach me a lesson to hold on to things. I was trying to be considerate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They want to teach you a lesson for holding on to things. Yet they gave two shits. Actually, they didn't give a single shit. Excuse me. That when my UGG boots went Uggs. missing, oh, well, that that's not their property. That's that's my property. And my my dramatic lesson was, oh, my UGG boots got stolen. Right, but it's not, the, the camera was their property. That's, that's the difference. That's some bullshit. Probably. That's some bullshit. Also, anyway. <laughs> you want to teach me how to hold on to something? I'm Sicilian. I don't let you go. Uh, clearly, because this happened in 2000 and what, nine, eight? 2008. 2008? It's 2024. We clearly don't let shit go. Whoa. Actually, you don't let shit go. Well, 
we, I'll let it go. We, there are some things you just don't forget. I don't forget. Yeah. I let I let go, but I don't forget. Yeah. That's the difference. So anyway, so that's the time loop you don't want to be stuck in? The amount of anxiety. I mean, I also haven't given birth. So when that day comes, <laughs> I would... That I may... would recommend to not relive that day over and over okay. again. Um, you know, when it comes. But the that was like probably the first time in my life I've had anxiety a lot throughout my whole life. But that day is the is one of the days that stands out where I had it for like the whole day. Yeah. I was exhausted by the end of the day just from being a nervous wreck the whole day. I couldn't eat. Like, it, it, I just couldn't. Like, I couldn't get – I felt like if I ate, I was so nervous I was going to throw it up. Like, mm-hmm. I was a mess. I felt terrible. Yeah. And looking back on it, I'm like, you know what, Christina? You tried to do the right thing. You did. You did. And, you know – Yeah. Yeah. You did you your best. Some, you'll lose All right. So I think that's everything. It is. It is. So what do we have next week? Oh, we're doing our last holiday movie. So we are going to uh, discuss how to ruin the holidays. I think that's it. I keep saying ruin the holidays. Ah, close enough. Ruining the holidays, how to ruin the holidays. I think it's how to ruin the holidays. So that'll be our um, – festive till february movie because we're always festive um if you'd like to write a review in for that you can reach out to us on instagram and twitter um the podcast is uh hey it's two girls i'm on instagram and twitter at class 16 at danielle's on instagram at danielle kobianki you can um our watch list is on instagram so if you want to write in a longer review you can email us if you want recommendations for march we're going to get heavier into oscar stuff you can send us an email two girls watch tv at gmail.com to is spelled out t-w-o the youtube channel is two girls drink beer and if you get a chance like rate review the podcast the youtube channel thank you all right everyone enjoy your weekends and we'll catch you next week bye, bye. What's up?